On tonight's episode of Speaking It Real, Frank and Carlos and a few special guests will be discussing Cuba's hunger and political crisis, Miami's support for Cuba, and the hashtag SOSCuba protests across the country. All that and much more starting right now. Coming to you live from Clearwater, Florida, it's Speaking It Real. Here's your hosts, Frank Cuesta and Carlos Contreras. Happy Friday, everybody. It's good to be back. <clears throat> we have made it through another week of, well, I'm on break, so I, honestly, I haven't suffered. Uh, I'm assuming most of you have, and that's fine. <laughs> as long, better you than me. I'm kidding. Uh, welcome to another awesome edition of Speaking It Real. We are on show, I don't know, 40. I, I lost track. I gave up counting. Frank, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good. We are actually on show 32. See, this is why Frank This is why Frank is the brains of the show, folks. It is what it is. Uh, he is uh, the mastermind. He pulls the strings. I'm just the sidekick, right? And uh, <clears throat> that is for damn fucking sure. But hey, it's all good. It works. <laughs> it know. works. It works. Hey, Sketchy, how's it going? Oh, gosh, look who it is. Uh, yeah, so sketchy. I, I I I believe you were supposed to be on one of our shows, and um, you were MIA. Um, what happened, buddy? I was looking forward to finally talking with you. <laughs> Anyhow, it's good to see that you're here today. Um, uh, Frank looks like he's uh he's he's actually working as we're doing this show. That's 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 just how Frank rolls. Uh, but uh, unless you've been hiding under a rock, um. It, you know, the news has been pretty consistent over the last week with uh, protests in in Cuba. Um, the information that's come from there, at least the way it started, to me was kind of BS-ish. Um, but uh, uh, all right, all right, hope so, hope so, hope so, hope so. Um, so Frank, I'm just going to kind of like give you the way this was kind of brought about or the way I found out, uh, you know, as you know, I've been doing what I've been doing with real estate, been busy just looking at houses and working with clients. And so I take a break, whatever, and I get on Facebook and I'm, and I see nothing but Cuban flags. I'm like, what is all this about? And I see all this SOS stuff. And then I'm finally digging in and it's like, they're protesting again. Okay, and I see that it's pretty massive. Like normally, when things happen in Cuba, they're small enough where I don't have like every friend changing their profile and slapping Cuban colors everywhere. So this looks like it grew, and it's grown more and more. <clears throat> and of course, what we were first told was they're protesting because of uh, a lack of COVID uh, vaccines or and and some medicine. And I'm like. <clears throat> Like, of all the things you can protest in Cuba, that's what you're protesting about? I doubt it. And sure enough, as the truth has come out and you've seen clips and some of the chants, here we are again. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the public has had it with uh, the dictatorship. They've had it with their, um, you know, their, their greed and their constant thievery and, and complete bankrupting of the country. 
to the point where it's affecting food, medicine, and everything else, and they've taken to the streets. And so, um, but, you know, the thing once again is like every other nation that falls into this communist trap, you're, you're dealing with a citizenry that has been reduced to basically slingshots, rocks, you know, whatever projectile they can throw because they don't have guns. And it's them against the military. And these these, these uprisings and, and, and you know, <clears throat> protests, they become hard. It's hard to change once you disarm the public, as, as, as we see here in Cuba and in other nations in this predicament. So I don't know right. if anything's going to change from this as much as I'd like, Frank. But, I mean, that's just my two cents on glossing over what I know so far or, you know, what I've seen so far as an intro uh, what are your thoughts? What have you heard? <clears throat> Give me your perspective on this, Frank. All right. Funny enough, right before the show, I was talking to my neighbors. My neighbors are born in Cuba, raised in Cuba, and they, they got here maybe not that long ago. All right? Not that long ago. Okay. All right. And, and when I say by not that long ago, I mean within probably the past 10 years. All right. <laughs> I love Laura. Laura just like shows up to the party, <clears throat> kicks the door down, douses the floor with gasoline, lights it up, and tells everybody. I'm All right, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Watch this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're talking about you're talking about 62 years of dictatorship. Number one. All right. All right. <laughs> you have the Cuban people that have been living in slums. Yeah, I mean, okay. from what I've heard, and I'm sure the, you do, just just to give people a quick idea of what visiting Cuba is like, and I've never been there. This is what I've heard, and I've heard it consistently. It's a straight up time warp. Um, it's like you go there, and it is still 1959. Cars have not been renewed. Buildings look, you know, everything looks like it looks like. Unless you're in the touristy areas, once you get into some of the main areas, time stopped is essentially what they say it looks like over there. Go on, Frank. All right. So you have you have the Cuban people. They're having a hard time finding food, finding medicine. Okay. You protest against the government. They want to kill you. They want to, you know, the government out there. And go, go, go to Laura's comment right quick because... Where is the democratic support for Cuba? Laura, who's going to give them the support? Who do you want <laughs> to give them the support? Let me tell well, you What something. kind of support are we talking about? See, I, I, I guess I kind of understand what she's saying. I don't. Uh, and they're notorious for it. I mean, when they say democratic support, I think she's talking more about the people and she's talking about an anti-government stance in which Democrats tend to be kind of quiet about it. They are. Laura, they, elaborate. They Who's everyone? What are you talking about? The people that are in Cuba, or are you talking about the United States government and every other government there is? That's that's my question to you. All right, you have these people that, again, I remember going. The elected officials. Um. Elected officials, the U.S. elected officials. I think what she's Look, saying, what she's actually saying is is the condemnation of it, is what she's saying. Uh, and and they have been relatively quiet. Okay, but you know what? Look, 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 look. This is not a Democratic problem. This is not a Republican problem. Right. 
Okay? It's not. Because if we're going to talk that, then that's going to be a totally different issue. The problem here is it's a Cuba problem. Okay? It's a Cuban dictatorship problem. All right? Whether you agree with me, whether you don't agree with me. It's a Cuban dictatorship problem. There is no way that America or any other country could get involved. They, other countries could get involved. That's when then America could step in. But we cannot be the first people to come in. We cannot be then. <clears throat> okay? That's for starters. Right. Okay? The electorate, you know, as a matter of fact, Biden said he would... Why is Rubio speaking up and AOC supporting Cuba? Well, Rubio is speaking up because Rubio, you know, his bloodlines are like mine and Carlos's. They're Cuban bloodlines. When, when, you, when you hear the stories that come from our parents of Cuba and how, mm -hmm. and, and <clears throat> how beautiful that country was yeah. to, what it, to <clears throat> what it is now. Mm -hmm. And mind you, I went to Cuba in the, what, in the mid-90s, maybe? Oh, so you've been there. Okay, I haven't I've even been, been there, there, dude. Okay. I've been there. I could tell you that I went with a week's worth of clothes, and I came back with one day's worth of clothes, the clothes I was wearing. Well, I what saw, happened to your clothes? I left it. Oh, you left it for the family? I left it for them, because you know gotcha. what? I saw... I saw, you know, my family members that were wearing <clears throat> my clothes when I was a kid. Mm. So you're like, wait a minute, that was mine. Yeah. My mom set that out there. Because you know what? It just goes to show you that they have nothing. Right. Okay. Right. The power mm -hmm. went out. The power went out at least once a day. Oh, it's I gotten worse now. I think that's part right. of the protest right there. Yeah. Look, part of the protest is that 18 hour, I heard it was uh, rolling blackouts every day up to 18 hours a day. That's right. Nice. Look, look, they're having a hard time. You know, what we're looking at, the protest is a lot of, they're having a hard time finding food and medicine. Mm -hmm. All right. That right there alone, okay, says a lot. That means that the government in Cuba, this wonderful fucking dictatorship in Cuba, <clears throat> okay, controls everything. When you stand up against a government, guess what? You disappear. Yeah, yeah. And okay. as I said as at the of, beginning, remember, they don't have weapons. They don't from, have, they, they can't defend themselves. From they what can't. I've, right, I blame everything on Castro. He fucked everything up. Danny, you're absolutely right. Actually, Danny, it started before Castro. I got a history on that. No, um, it did. It did start. It did. It, it did. It Batista, did. Batista was president, and he was elected. This was prior to '59. Uh, the problem was is that he, his term expired. He was done, but he didn't want to leave, so he became a dictator. Is essentially when the problems began, and that gave Fidel and his bunch. <clears throat> the power to start speaking against, and he started garnering support. He got into power, and then that's when the lies started coming out, and then the Russians came in with the money. That's the basic short of it. 
the basic short of how it all just fell apart because one guy said, I'm not leaving. Right. <clears throat> and um, so, no, Frank, I hear you, though. I mean, I only have stories of 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 the '60s and and how they were monitored down to like the utensils. It was it was nuts what what I was being told by by uh, my cousins. And um, <clears throat> so here we are. Uh, I mean, but Cubans have protested before. This it's just again, it's them. It's them yelling and screaming against armed officials. They've got. This is what happens when you can't fight. Uh, when you can't defend yourself against your government, they've got no guns. They've got no guns. And I'm not trying to pitch a Second Amendment deal here, but again, they deliberately disarmed them for this very reason because you can't get rid of them. You can't right. get rid of them. I mean, honestly, I, easier said than done from, from my little tiny soapbox here on the microphone, but, you know, when, when, you're, when, you're, ready, when you're ready to when you're ready to, ready to people are going to have to die. And there's going to be plenty of blood spilled, but, you know, you remember that movie? I don't know. I, I always tell people there's a clip in a movie, the bu A Bug's Life. Do you remember A Bug's Life? Did you ever see it or did you ever take um, it? I remember seeing it. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it it's not the most memorable movie on the planet, but there's a scene it, in that movie. It had to do with the ants, right? Yeah, the ants and the grasshoppers. Okay, all right. Right, and, and that grasshopper started telling his other grasshoppers, hey, if they figure out that there's millions of them against us, we're screwed. Until Cuba gets that mentality and actually goes in and does what they need to do to change it, it won't change. It won't change. But they, 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 well, you know, they, they're not armed. So it, it's, it's a massive uphill battle to go changing the government. Now, I don't know if you were able to confirm. I heard some stories about districts or counties or states. I'm sorry. Um, like their their police um, submitting and joining the joining the citizenry. I don't know how much of that has really occurred. That'd be great if they all I did, did hear. I I did hear. Well, you know what? If our guests <laughs> would have showed up. Well, I mean, if, if he's from Cuba, that's that's. That I, I was. I'd be honestly surprised if he showed up, knowing knowing. Well, I don't know no, how. No, of course. Crack. I mean, I. <laughs> don't ever let them disarm you. Well, look, Laura, this is, you know, I don't know how much you know about Cuba and what everything went on over there in, what, 59? All right. The, a lot of the Cuban people were tricked by Fidel. Oh, yeah. He went in promising. He went in promising a bunch of things. Promising free health care, socialized medicine, free education. The same garbage you hear today. Right. And then people wonder why Cubans get triggered. Duh. <laughs> but you know, we're gonna listen to we're gonna listen to a couple words here from Marco Rubio. Uh that I believe he, he said this on July twelfth, which was Monday, I believe, or Tuesday. You know, we're gonna listen to him a little bit. And then we'll elaborate on this a little bit and how this movement got started. It says open to Cuba, 100% open. You can do whatever you want, full free trade. You can do whatever you want. At the end of the day, the Cuban regime will control that opening. It's not just what we want to do. It's what they want to do. You, you want to do tourism? We tried that in 2015 when the Obama changes. And you know what they did? They said, thank you. We love the fact you're coming here as tourism. Guess what? All the tourist sites are owned by a holding company named Gaesa, controlled by the Cuban military. So everything comes through our hands. You want to send them food? That's great. Guess who gets it? Alan Port. 
which is a government, military-owned agriculture company. You can't sell it to a small grocery store in Cuba or even a food wholesaler. All right, so he's talking <clears throat> food, right? <clears throat> so let me tell you, people in Cuba can't even grow their own food. All right. And something here, and I don't think many people seem to understand. We can flood them with dollars. We can flood them with everything. None of it's getting to the people. We've we've tried to ease the embargo with them numerous times. Their response to us is usually hostile. Jimmy Carter tried that. You know what he did? He sent us a boat lift full of criminals. I mean, they sent us a boat lift full of uh, boats full of criminals. It's it. It's pointless. The government is as corrupt as it gets. Not everybody was criminals. Um, well, uh, the majority of them were. I mean, they flooded out their 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 mental health institutions and their prisons, and they put them all on boats. Now, I mean, there were probably others, Frank. You're right. But that was the gist of that boat lift. And uh, uh, our, our, our embargo is not the be-all, end-all of the Cuban problem. I mean, they've got rights to trade with a, a bunch of other countries. China China can flood them with money and, and, and items too. They haven't. Spain has done it. Uh, many countries in Europe have traded. Canada has even traded with them. They hey, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Hold on, hold on. Do me a favor. Do not use BLM in reference to problems with Cubans. And we're going to touch on that later because you oh, know I don't what? want to touch on that. I know exactly. Oh, no, no, no. You know exactly oh. what I'm talking about, right? Oh, because yeah. Because yeah, you know yeah. what? I've, I've backed up BLM. Yeah. Okay? yeah. And I back yeah. and I back the movement. They're but under my shoe. I'm not, I'm not going to back. Shoe. I'm not going to back the shit they spoke or the shit they posted, which is funny enough. You don't find it now. That shit's Yeah, no, no, no. They're, they're under but, my shoe. There we will talk about them. But anyhow, <laughs> you know, let's, see. let's see what Catherine. I know someone who had to raise pigs under their house in Cuba so the military wouldn't take them so they could feed their families. Yes, listen, when I went to Cuba, I remember that we ate and we ate good. I'm not sure if my mom's listening or not, but we ate good there. Um, Danny, question for you. What are you referring to where you cannot compare those two at all? Are you talking about BLM and the dictatorship or something else? Um, Laura, going back to your comment over here. Okay, like they are promising here. I'm sorry, but a socialist system is not a communist system. You know? Okay, so my mom, my mom is in. My mom's in. Yay, my mom. So, yeah, mom, my guest didn't show up. I should have listened to you. Me dejaron plantado. Yeah, Laura's right though, Frank. You may not, you may want to sit there and try to divide the two between socialism and communism, but once you get to one, that's how the other one starts. Uh, um. Yeah, but you know what? That's never gonna happen here. I, I, I'm sure I, they I said that in Venezuela too. I, I'm sure they said that in Venezuela. I'm sure. I can't talk. That. I can't talk. I cannot sit here and talk about <laughs> Venezuela. I can't because can't, at the end, but they said I, the same I, thing. I, I can't talk about Venezuela because you know what? I'm not Venezuelan. I don't know the history. I, I never, I never cared too much to to pay attention to them. 
I actually Black Lives Matter and, actually, and what's going on in Cuba. It's not that hard. Uh, the bottom line in Venezuela was they had a government structure like ours, an ineffective Congress that was constantly failing the people, and a guy showed up making promises. Wait, okay, hold on a second. Okay, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 But you know what? Let me ask you something. Don't all politicians make promises? No, okay. They all make promises. That's how it started. Okay, that's how it started. I'm sorry, but all politicians make promises. I don't give a damn. And you know what? You have to turn. This is the thing. You got to turn the whole government. You got to turn everybody. And you know what? That's never going to happen here. But this is not about this is not about what happens here. This is about no. what, you know, this show and, 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 and our caption says it all. Speaking at real Cuba edition. It's what's <laughs> going on in Cuba. Even though I don't have the people that were going to go on. They didn't come on. They went, poof. Like my brother. Well, that's that's how people. Ha that's that's what happens to people in okay. Cuba. <laughs> Hate to say it. All right, but you know what? Look again. What's going on in there is a complete unjust. The yeah, people in Cuba need to keep mm -hmm. going. All right, but, but in, now going back to uh, Marco Rubio here. Let's. I I got a. Let's see what to say here. You don't have to even agree with anything I've said. What you should agree with is that people everywhere in the world, including 90 miles from our shore, should be able to go on the street, peacefully march, call for an end to dictatorship, and not have their head cracked open. By the way, no one in Cuba has guns except the military. So why are these repressive forces walking around with these rifles Going and back people to what getting we're shot? About the arms. They're shooting people that literally are unarmed. <clears throat> should be able to do that, and it should be clear. We should be clear in our language. We don't just condemn this tyranny, we condemn this communist, this Marxist, this socialist tyranny. Call it for what it is. So, that's exactly what it is. It's communist. Now, obviously here he's asking President Biden, or he's asking the U.S. to step in. Stepping in. We're going to go into, you know, should we step in? We can't step in. No, I mean, that's a conundrum. I mean, if you start stepping in, then other other, other countries start looking at you and like, oh, they're just taking other countries over. It becomes a real political mess. I um, think I think if we if we were to step into Cuba as much as I would love to, because you know what? Oh, I'd love to My, go in there stormtrooper style and be like, we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> and just obliterate them, but yeah, that's all right. That's, but look, realistically speaking, realistically speaking, we can't go in. All right, we can't go in. I mean, there's there's no way, no how, you know. And I've seen I've seen people that. I mean, I've been reading posts that hey, on Monday we're going to Cuba on boats. We're going to Cuba on boats. So you have people who are thinking about going in there to infiltrate. Mm, I... <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you how this movement started. And we're going to listen to Marco Rubio right quick. And I think this is where, it's, where he says it. Oh, All right. <clears throat> oh, I got to hit play, don't I? I mean, None I, of this I, was started by politicians. I mean, I, I, it wasn't started by me. It wasn't started by anybody in Miami or in Florida. 
wasn't started by any think tank in Washington, wasn't even started by political activists inside of Cuba. You know who started what's happening in Cuba? Artists, poets, songwriters, writers, actors, musicians. They're the ones who started it. The San Isidro movement. Because they came after them. And there's a song, a lot of people don't realize that there was a song that came out earlier this year. A song that, by the way, if you play in Cuba, you will go to jail. The song's name is Patria y Vida. Now, the, the, the slogan of the Cuban regime is Patria o Muerte. Meaning, fatherland or death. This song played on that. It says Patria y Vida, which means fatherland and life instead of fatherland or death. And the song is extraordinarily powerful because it was written by people and, 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 and sang by people who have lived this reality and are living this reality. So powerful that, as I said, you'll go to jail in Cuba if you play it. Artists are what have made this movement. Now, what happens? You can't express yourself in Cuba I, like that. <laughs> no, you cannot. No. You cannot. Look, I... um. I, you know, from what I from what I know, from what I've read, from what I've seen, the people that are making the moves in Cuba are the mm -hmm. young people, right? <clears throat> right. Um, you have the older generation. They're right? they're and trained. I mean, older generation. They're they're, they're stuck. Hold they're on. stuck in that system. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. You have the older generation that already tried and yeah i'm talking about i'm talking about from my grandparents up to my parents they already tried they got nowhere okay so sketchy you're right you're right you're absolutely right so then you have our generation okay which have grown up in it. Okay, our generation, Which, what right. what they have learned to do is steal from the government. Because you know what? Um, they make, I believe it's about $18 a month. Oh, yeah, it's <clears throat> Okay, now, now, hold on, hold on. This is the crazy thing. They get paid if I, in Cuban money, which I think they're called rupees. Okay? Uh, okay. Mom, if you're listening, correct me. They're called rupees or whatever the Cuban dollar is right now. Okay? That's, isn't but, that the Russian currency? I, that's just, I think that's still the Russian currency. I no, have no rubles. idea. Rubles is the Russian currency. Okay. All but, right. But now everything that you buy in Cuba is in euros. Oh, it's even worse. I thought it was dollars. If it's euros, that's even more expensive, I think. Nowadays, it's in euros. Oof. So go figure. Go figure <clears throat> all the bullshit that they go through. So you know what? What these people are doing, causing this uprising? Hey, you know what? Go for it. I want to I see a free cure. Not for me. Because my life my family is in Miami. But you know what? My grandparents wanted to see a free Cuba. They didn't see it. My mom. Yeah. Okay. My aunt. 
I'm sure my they don't mother, like to see it. My, my mom would love to see a free Cuba. <laughs> Look, the beaches in Cuba are phenomenal. Out of my trips in Cuba, okay, I remember going to the beach, the Valadero Beach. And it you was went? Great. Oh, I went. wow. My mom, hey, look, my mom won't shut up about that beach. I was, I was about, I was about neck deep. You look down, and dude, you could see your toes in the water. That's nice. My mom would show me pictures. There's like three shades of blue. It's pretty crazy. <clears throat> sketchy um, here. Sketchy. Okay. Um, Cuba needs. Damn it! Sorry, Jacob. Jacob's producing the show backstage, and um, I'm jumping on his. On his production. All right. There the go. government the doesn't. doesn't all right, yeah, so they don't dollars. dollars anymore. And euros, I think, are more expensive than dollars. So. Right. So what? Sketchy. Cuba needs to take from the Arab Spring countries. Tunisia. Well, Morocco, it's funny that he says Arab Spring. Because um, I think, I mean, my thing is, and this is a theory. And I'm kind of bouncing this off of uh, um, what Sketchy's saying. Is that if 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 Cuba was to fall like that, or you know if the people were to rise up and actually succeed, you still have a lot of people who live there who are loyal to this government. I, I fear the next thing would be a massive civil war. It would be, and and that's exactly what went on in I think it was Syria, right? Syria, and uh, it it would be uh, it wouldn't be resolved right away. That would be. You have a lot of, believe it or not, Frank, misery does love company. And you do have a lot of Cubans in Cuba who are dependent on that system of government as crappy as it is. They, they, they live by it. They, they, they stick by it and, and they're good with it. And if you try to take that away from them, the ones who are dependent, there's going to be, a, it, I think, again, this is all just hypothetical, uh, but I, I would assume there'd be a massive civil war. If they were to man, if they managed to bring, and you know what, it, it probably has to happen. Uh, Cuba's going to have to go through that kind of transition. I think it'd be great if it was peaceful, but I do believe a, a good chunk of the population there does depend and like that government because that's right. what they've been living on for so many years. It's all they know. So, so to, to ask maybe your mom can maybe your mom can clarify that for me as well. But I mean, I've heard this. I've heard this. All right. So to answer um, Jorge Luis, SOS, what does that stand for? You want to answer that one, Carlos, or should I? I got it. So SOS is a Morse code distress signal. It's used internationally. It was established for maritime use. So, you know, there you go. It's, you know. It's basically like an emergency, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. That's an emergency. And sketchy, you're right. But like I just said, not all the Cubans are sick and tired. I, I believe there's a large portion of that population that actually likes, likes, they're, they're dependent on that government. But I agree. There's going to probably have to be bloodshed. It's, 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 it's not going to be pretty. I, I, I rarely do you see a peaceful transition. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. Hey, um, real quick. If you guys uh, don't mind, please share this with your friends on your page. Send it to your brother, to your sister, 
your frenemies. Your that's, that's his best word. Send it to your frenemies. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Look, you know, send it to whoever needs to hear this. You know, we 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 speak about all social issues. You know, we don't have to agree. I mean, Laura's prime example that I don't agree with what she was saying, but you know what? We're going to speak about it. We put her on there, and you know what? It's all good. You know? So we continue going with what we have. You know, so Sketchy, thank you. SOS stands for someone out there saved me. Absolutely right. You know? So, hey, you know what? Jorge Luis, thank you for sharing. Um, we air Wednesdays and Friday nights. You know, so, but either way, continue back over here. You know? Um, here, here's another video. All right, this one is pretty chaotic. Uh, um, here you're actually seeing plainclothes police officers arriving by the busloads with bats and sticks to hand fight the population in Cuba. Uh, really? really? Yes. Busloads are being taken being somewhere, somewhere to... Where have I seen this? <laughs> So they have the cops dressed in clothes. All right. They're, they're going They're going ham. You know? Um, this just comes down to how the people are in Cuba. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> hey, yeah. Um, Jorge Luis, let me ask you a question. Um... Are you Cuban? Were you born in Cuba? Um, do you know anything about Cuba? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. You know, so, but you know what? He agrees oh, that, like, if there's any kind of resolution, there's going to be bloodshed. It's going to be brutal. You got to clean out that that mentality, that communist mentality, that a good portion of the population there depend on and like and cuba has a massive massive um hill to climb when it comes to getting rid of you know their dictatorship and that communist government it, it you know plus again the lack of weaponry amongst the citizens oof, yeah it, it's going to be brutal um oh Carlos, the problem is that the new generation grew up listening for years the same history, and even if they don't like the government, they are very confused about everything. Good Lord, that sounds familiar again. <laughs> but um, no, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. No, uh, my uh, friend, uh, listen, uh, listen. Uh, uh, Cuban edition. <laughs> I'm just throwing it. <laughs> Again, again, dude, again, again. This is very different. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I love getting in Franksy. <laughs> oh, but uh, now, Celia, let me ask you a question. Uh, what exactly are they confused about? Uh, I can understand the part where you say 
they grew up listening to the same years, of, you know, the same history. Uh, but you say they don't like the government, but they're very confused. Can you elaborate on that? What are they confused about? I mean, I only ask because I imagine in Cuba, you only hear the same message. So la logica, the logic is they really shouldn't be confused. It should be exactly what they believe. So what, where does the confusion come in? Can you help me with that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer part of that, and she could probably answer more of it, but this is, this is what it is, all right? When you're fed the same crap, right? okay, on a daily basis, you know, from whatever part of the government you're part of, you're fed it, 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 right? Mm -hmm. You go home, you go home, and you have your, your parents, which are also in your ear like, telling you stuff as to, hey, no. You know, that's not true. That's not true. But the thing is, is that you go to school for it, and that's what you're learning in school. You know, so I, I'm gonna figure that's what it is. Um, a lot of, I, I could tell you that. You know, I don't, I don't know, but I think that's what it is. I, I, I'm, I didn't live in there. I didn't go to school. I agree with you. The younger generation realized how Cuba can be better. Than it is, and are not willing to sit on the silence. Oh, I see. <clears throat> well, it's it's funny you say that, Celia. I see that. Uh, of, of course, they're going to blame the embargo. You got to blame something on the U.S. But you still have people protesting in the streets, and people that are protesting in the streets carrying the American flag. I find it funny, and I saw somebody uh, put like together some images about. Uh, other areas that are protesting, like Hong Kong, Taiwan, I think, and I forgot what were the other areas, but all of them, when they're protesting, carrying American flags, that's that 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 that's pretty awesome. I mean, it, it's great to know that our flag has that kind of weight, carries that kind of uh, weight when it comes to you know them demanding freedom. That the you know they carry our flag as a staple. And uh, I won't get into the irritation I have regarding some of the crap I hear from American citizens regarding that. But um, okay, so look, you have the European Union would back up the Cuban protest. Uh, you have let's see, whoever Guevara Rosas is, I don't I know who they are. Legal immigrants from Central America and other countries cross the border. Uh, Mexico, Mexican <laughs> president. John, you know the answer to that. That's pretty simple. It's the reason, probably one of the reasons why wet foot, dry foot was stopped. <laughs> well, my God, John, John Barrows, what are you <laughs> doing on my show? I wanted you to come on Wednesday. You finally oh, you know. join us. Thank you. Know. No, you know what? I, John, I'm talking Cuba right now. <clears throat> and you know what? I, I'm going to go into, by the end of the show, our topic from from Wednesday because I, I have a heated discussion with you, my friend. Look, John John and I look Oh, he's driving, so I guess he'll have to well, listen. That's fine, just listen. But just a quick a quick background on John and I. John and I are army buddies. We don't agree on shit. Oh, so he's my friend. Nice John. Yeah. <laughs> hey John, you're like that people on my show. Look at that. <laughs> no, but look, listen, listen. Um, so, you know, the Cubans are being backed up by, you know, a lot of these other countries also. 
which the whole you know, world should be supporting Cuba. I agree, but you know, other countries, uh, they don't care. A lot of them don't care. They'll they'll put out their Twitter blurb. We support. Hell, we Biden couldn't even like full 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 heartedly support him. It was just it was a lame ass like yeah we support their right to blah 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 just garbage. But once you start getting into that 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 topic of intervention, even I have to be like they got to handle look, that. They look, handle that. You can't resolve everybody's problems. Yeah, but you know what? Look, the president of Cuba. All right, which I. I'm not going to really say his name because I think he's a, he's a piece of shit. All right. He said on Friday, the United States, not Cuba, was a failed state. Okay. He was reacting to comments that Joe Biden, our president, said on Thursday that Cuba was a failed state. And you know what? Biden's correct on that. He's correct that Cuba's a failed state? Yes. Uh, that's like telling me apples right. are red. But what what <clears throat> what are we what are you trying to get at? Okay. It's what it's what the president is feeding is feeding his people. What he's feeding there. Ken oh, now we yeah. are Canadian. We try to go to Cuba three or four times a year. We love our family in Cuba. We started with a family of four and now we have a family of thirty. Our <clears throat> a father and we love them with all our hearts. We don't know what else we can do and are scared for them. Ken, I completely, I, I can feel your pain. I, I can't say that I go there all the time because I refuse to put money in that government's pocket. That's you the know? issue. I mean, a lot um, of people talk about lifting the embargo. And again, we need to make it clear. The embargo is not the sole source of Cuba's problems by far. Sure. It affects them, but there are plenty of other countries that could support them. I mean, I, I, Let's let's hypothetically like you think, for example, the Chinese who have their mitts into everything like I would be all over Cuba if I was China. But for some reason, they're not really there either. There, There's no profit when dealing with uh, Cuba. I, I read this. I kind of studied it a little bit before the show. Other countries have traded with Cuba. Cuba's not completely isolated from the world. And yet they, 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 I guess the way the government handles trade with them. They're just not an attractive trade partner. So that probably has to do with the way government handles the, the, the revenue and, and, and it's the people that suffer. It, it's, it's a mess. It's a mess. It, it's awful. And it's 62 years is, and it's right under our nose. That's what, that's what, that's the pain of it. Frank, I guess is like, we're just a hundred, hundred, 200 miles from it. You are like a hundred miles from it. it. It's, it's, it's ridiculous how you can like literally like enter the twilight zone. just Hey, Javier. Javier, yes, I, I I would actually love to hear from you, you know, um, and see what your thoughts on Cuba are and how and how Cuba is. Thank you, Javier. You know. I, there it is, right there. The embargo is a scam. The, the embargo is not the sole reason for their problems. Cuba or the Cuban government uh, has has done its 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 number on the people. This is on them and. They're they're gonna keep that gravy train going as long as they can. You have an unarmed population. But again, but again, no one said the embargo is not the problem here. No, I know, but it's that's what he keeps telling them, and that's what some of our idiots in this country keep parroting. We have right, dumbass, I, that's we have idiots in Congress who have repeated these stupid words. We're not even touching BLM. You were gonna go there. I'm still kind of waiting for you to pop that one. 
Uh, we have fools in this country who seriously believe that the embargo is the sole reason for Cuba's misery. It's crap. Crap. Carlos's connection is pretty shitty right now. But look. What? All right. Mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel you. Oh, but, shut up. <laughs> but anyways, but look, look. All right. So the embargo, again, the embargo is not the issue. The embargo here is the Cuban government. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The, the that it's the Cuban government. It's Biden said it perfect. It's a failed state. Look, look, it ain't just me. Read Jorge Luis. Uh, you think I'm making this crap up? <laughs> That's what they're saying. That's what these clowns but on the, the left. No, but the Democrats didn't say the embargo. Yes, they did. Biden Somebody. did not say the embargo is a problem. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Biden is not the Democrats. There are Democrats who have gone on record to blame the embargo, but it's 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 okay, there. Okay, but then that's where the, but then that's where that's where the the Democrats are are incorrect. And, and Thank you, Stephen. I think it was just Frank's ears not dealing with the noise. That's fine. <laughs> that, no, you know what? That it might be my connection. No, man. Oh, but okay. I will tell you that to me the problem is a uh, hold on. Let's, of course, but that's why they have been told for sixty-two years. Remember how they have they have internet till now. They have been living in a castle. Right. They they just got internet maybe what two three years ago. Five at top. All right, and mind you, their internet was cut off. Obligatory mandated army that you have to attend when you are 50. I mean, dude, just I, I, the examples. Thank you, Javier. But I think that the, the, the real problem here is uh, what is the U.S. expected to do? We, we can't. And poor buckets of poor as much as I never disagree with Sketchy, I kind of agree with him on this, where we cannot be the world's police. We can't. We can't. I mean, I think at some point the Cuban people, they're going to have to just take it to them, like sticks, fire, whatever. It's going to have to be bloody. They're going to have to go directly at the institutions where the weapons are. It's going to have to be a civil war. I can't see another way out of it. I don't see yeah, the government. Hold on. I don't see the government just walking away. They're not yeah, but Stephen, Stephen, mandatory army should not be. I mean, it is in many countries mandatory, but you know what? That's not the way it should be. Uh, to each his own, Frank. Every every country has a different method. I mean, like for example, uh, Israel uh, is a is a democracy just like us. They have it. They have mandatory. Colombia, I think, has it too. From what I was told. It's not a bad thing. It's just about how a country wants to approach it. Now, you know, we have a volunteer. Uh, we have a volunteer system here, and it seems to be working for us. So to each his own on that. Um, you know, uh, you might, you don't have to agree with it. Now, honestly, I don't even know how to feel about that because I see the benefits of both. I see the benefits of a populace who just want to join to serve. But I also do understand the notion of mandatory and actually teaching your citizenry, citizenry to, like, be much more patriotic towards your nation and you learn that in their military. So goes both ways. Goes both ways. Well, Celia, that's that's the main issue right there. And this is why the gun debate in this country is so heated because of what you just put right there. They don't have weapons. They don't have weapons. All they have are sticks, stones. So for them to actually fight the government, the first thing they're going to have to do is face a hail of bullets. And so, you know, when the Cubans are ready to actually like start dying and bleeding for this, that's when that's when it'll like that's when the change will begin, and it's gonna be ugly. It's it's just not gonna be pretty. I'm afraid. I fear the death toll that would occur 
if the Cuban populace finally went after the government. But nothing's going to change until that does. All right. So let's ask, okay, <clears throat> what's the draft? Yeah, okay, Steve, the, the draft is when there's not enough servicemen. I get that. Okay. But yeah, that's different. Of that's different. If we're like engaged right. in a long, massive war and we're running out of our own volunteer soldiers, the draft is implied or is is applied. That's different. Um, the thing is that they will go and drag you out to the military. Here is the other thing. The army hold is on, BS. You really go and work on the cornfields and do labor. They teach you nothing. Javier's got a lot of insight that I'm not even aware of. This is great. I'm glad he showed hey, up. Hey, Javier, Javier, would you be willing to come on the show right now and talk with us? Because you have a lot of insight. And I'll protect and really you from prank. You Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> no, because you know what? I, I really like you know him coming in like this. No, it's good. It's good. I mean, you and I, you and I have limited uh, uh, knowledge on Cuba because we're I, we were born here, and you've been there how many times? Once. Once. I've never been there, and all I have are the stories from 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 uh, my family. So, you know, I did some. I was doing my research for the show, but that's kind of what I got. And uh, yeah, it'd be great if Javier could come on, or we could talk about Elian. <laughs> no, no, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. Javier, if you want, uh, uh, shoot me an email. You can see it there, and I, I will send you the link really quick. I'm already in my email, just waiting for you. So you know, if ah, you he's gonna get on, on his laptop. Right? Cool. We'll try to get him on. He's gonna be on his laptop. Oh, for sure. All right, great. Sure. Looks like we're gonna have a guest. Hey, we didn't do a. Uh, we uh, didn't Javier. do a. Uh, we didn't do a, a profit break. Where's the whiff of greatness? <laughs> no, 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 oh my God. We're going to do a whiff of greatness. Go for it. Well, let's do it while you try to get Javier on. Yeah, Javier, send, me, uh, send us your email. Just email, email us, speakingitrealpodcast at gmail.com. Right and Laura, if you're still out there, keep instigating. I love it. <laughs> I love wiffle ball. No other way to explain it. Just something about the game. The feel of the grass. Smacking that ball all over the field. Making plays. Diving head first, whatever it takes to get the job done. That's what wiffle ball means to me. Striking out grown men. Watching their knees buckle. On a call third strike. Set out, bud. And then, of course, the home runs. The base hits. The big, big home runs. At the big moments. That's a whiff of greatness. Join us all season long for the Joe Aguirre story. A CMG podcast. So you know what we're gonna do, real quick, as we wait what are we for gonna do, Frank? Javier, uh, as we wait for Javier to um, send me the email. All right. So while we wait for we that, Frank, 
I think it's time you unloaded on BLM. I've kind of got my popcorn, <laughs> my imaginary popcorn ready. I've been I've been licking my chops. Because trust me, man, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, you know, I understand that with the professions that we have, we have to be careful. And so I kept wondering, can I restrain myself from attacking them after the crap they said? And I'm going to have to, because I know my honesty has gotten me in trouble numerous times in the past. And so I need to refrain. But I read what they posted. And I also, and somebody brought up an old post when Castro died and they put some crap about rest in power. Dude, I am, you know, I'm I'm glad they did this though, because to me, this is a nice way to call to who these clowns really are. Go ahead, Frank. All all right, so here we go. Black Lives Matter condemns the U.S. federal government's inhumane treatment of Cubans and urges and urges it to immediately lift the economic embargo. This cruel and inhumane policy instituted with the explicit intention of destabilizing the country and undermining Cubans' rights to choose their own government is at the heart of Cubans' current crisis. Since 1962, the United States has forced pain and suffering on the people of Cuba by cutting off food, medicine, supplies, costing this tiny island nation an estimated $130 billion. Without that money, it is harder for Cuba to acquire medical equipment needed to develop its own COVID-19 vaccine <clears throat> and equipment for food production. This comes in spite of the country's strong medical care and history of lending, lending doctors and nurses. Let's come over here. The people of Cuba are being punished by the U.S. government because the country has... Wait, no, sorry. Uh, no, 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 right. Self-determination, United States leaders have tried to crush this revolution for decades. Instead of, of international humanity, respect, and goodwill, the U.S. government has only instigated stuff for the country's 11 million people, of which 4 million are black and brown. Cuba has Oh, that's why. That's Cuba why. historically demonstrated solidarity with oppressed Oy. people of African descent from protecting black revolutionaries like Asta Shakur, through granting her asylum to support black liberation struggles in Angola, so forth. Ugh, good Lord. <clears throat> Frank, if words, if words, now, if words on, look on. like wait, vomit, wait, 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 it's wait, all wait. on this page. Now <laughs> something Barack Obama called in 2016, this embargo is a blatant human rights violation and it must come to an end. Okay. Let me start here. Wait, uh, Javier asked you for an email real quick. I just wanted you to see that. Or a link. I don't know if you're trying to send him a link or an email, no, but I'm, he's asking. Have him, have him email us. <clears throat> okay. Can we call BS? I mean, is it obvious? <laughs> Do we need to, Stephen? <laughs> All right, he says sent. We're trying to get yeah, uh, one of our uh, our uh, commentators here. Uh, one of Somebody, uh, uh, Javier from the comment section on the show, he apparently has vast knowledge <clears throat> and experience with Cuba, and so his input would be greatly appreciated. Uh, I'll be Frank I and I, the link. Frank and I are just angry first-generation Americans. <laughs> all right, so, so look, look. I'm all for. I'm all for, and this is what I I, I want to make sure that everybody understands. I approve of the Black Lives Movement. Okay. I don't agree. I don't agree with them terrorizing the place. Okay, I, I don't agree with that. 
but their fucking comments are completely out of control. You cannot sit here. You cannot sit here and blame the United States, okay, or any administration or Biden or even Trump for that matter, okay? Ooh, you're gonna have to wash your mouth. I could. I felt that. <laughs> okay. You cannot sit here and blame the U.S. for Cuba's struggles. Unfortunately, right, Cuba has kind of done it to themselves, and they haven't. So the blame is not all on Cuba, but a majority of it is 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 on the Cuban government. In a nutshell. Okay. So when yeah. you sit here and you tell me, oh no, because America, okay. Because America is the problem. No, sorry, America is not the problem. Nah, that's 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 a cop out. But again, I find it irritating that you have clowns in this country like BLM, some Democratic politicians, and who who sit there and continue to push that nonsense, and it's ridiculous. And I'm sure you have a lot of idiots out there who are eating it up because they're too busy blaming this country for everything. So. Uh, you know, honestly, I think the people need to take a field trip over there for about a good two months, and then we'll see what they say when they come back. Hey, what's it's up, guys? Can you hear me? Oh, hey, is hey, we got hey, guys, what's going on, man? Enjoying Thank the you, podcast. Man. Thank you for first, coming on. I appreciate it. We first appreciate time that I've seen you guys. So, oh, awesome, awesome. We were supposed to have a couple guests. Frank and I are master, uh, like, uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Blabbermouth, basically. He was supposed to have uh, some uh, some guests come in, <clears throat> and uh, they uh, it didn't happen. So we've been winging it here, but we, we kind of get the gist of the situation. So it's great to have you. Now, I, I see he's gone from he, the screen. He's gone. He's gone? No. There he is. All right, you're back. <laughs> all, right, all right, now we got Ken, too. Oh, we got, we got picture and all now. Oh, all right. So now we get to see how angry he is. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not angry. I'm just I'm hurt, yeah. man. I'm hurt of everything that's happening, you know. And uh it's um it's uh what? like I call it's un pueblo that's um that's been hurting and lied to for years, man. So So let's do it this way, Javier, so we can get a better grasp of what you're about to provide. First and foremost, yep. um you're in my where where are you from? Where are you where are you right now? I'm in Homestead, Florida. Okay, so, so you're really, down really close to, down south to Miami. Here. You're down in the yeah, dirty yeah. south. All right, I'm in and, very close uh, to the very close to the Keys. I'm like ten exits away from the Keys. All right, and so what is your history or experience with Cuba? <clears throat> I and I'll give you a little bit of my story on how I got to the U.S. So in 1992, my dad gets out of Cuba. Mm. My dad was working with the Catholic Church in Cuba, and at that time. You had some power in Cuba. He was doing constructions for churches. Uh, from that came a brigade and they were building houses. My dad was getting money in Cuba. And under a communist regime, you're, everybody's the same. You're not supposed to be rich. You're not supposed to be what's called a maceta. I don't know if you guys heard of that maceta word. It means in Cuba that you have money. So if you got money, the government's gonna go after you. So my dad builds the streets in my town, built some houses and Los Chivatos, which are the snitchers in Cuba, go after him and incarcerate uh, him. Like, who are you to build streets to do anything? Um, who the heck are you? Misery so, loves company. 
Go ahead. So my dad was being innovating, uh, an entrepreneur in his time, and he got blindsided, went to jail for a week. Thank God, my little town. I remember being a kid of seven years old outside with a sign, let my dad go, take him out of jail. As soon as he gets out, I'm sorry for my <laughs> voice. I'm under the weather a little bit. No, it's um, fine. We, we appreciate you. My uh, my dad gets out and he says, hey, we got to leave because it, it's getting bad. And that's during the 90s where it got really bad and we lost the whole connection with Russia and everything dropped. And there was hunger in Cuba. It was it was a bad. The 90s were bad. That's when the Valsero started. And you guys right. know, it's the second coming. It was the second coming of Mariel right. in another way with boats and all that cool stuff. Yeah. But my wife's <clears throat> parents came in in Mariel. She was born here, but she's from Mariel. I came in the 90s. So my dad takes us out. Um, political asylum. He does political asylum, gets out of here. Um, and it takes like five, six years to get us out. We were hiding in Havana for about a year because my papers, when he submitted it, they took him out and they told my family, everybody could leave but Javier. And my mom <laughs> said, heck no, I'm not leaving my son here. And other, other parents have, but she stuck with us. We were like a year and a half hidden in Havana until they got that sorted out. Uh, and, and I came, I got on an airplane and came over here straight away. Um, and thank God for that. Thank God for that because it changed every Cuban American. It's changed their life, and you have an opportunity here, you know. So yeah. that's pretty much that's pretty much how 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 we made it over here. Um, and it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse for those people. Did they? Let me let me ask you a question. I'm going to assume they yeah. they didn't want you to leave because they realized that you were gonna you 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 were you're a young man, correct? And they'll keep you because they know they're going to use you for military purposes later. Right, a hundred percent. When you're 15 in Cuba, they go knocking in your door. Hey, we gotta take you to what they call <clears> the Escuela de Campo, which is really much military. They put a green suit on you, and yeah, you go work the fields, uh, and it's pretty much labor, guys. You're cleaning the streets. You're you're in the fields. You know, Awataka, what they call in Cuba. You know, yeah. Uh, you don't you don't do much with guns or none of that. It's supposed to be so. The military in Cuba, they make it seem like, hey, we're gonna have an invasion in the future. So we need everybody to be ready, right? It's a good idea, um, but it's obligated, man. You don't want to go. The only reason you don't have to go is because some people invent some religious stuff, or I've seen people break a leg and an arm on purpose so they don't take them. Wow. I have cousins that did it, broke a leg, broke an arm, so they won't go. Wow, that's amazing. So let me ask you a question now. Um, I mean, you left. You left. What? How old were you again when you when you left? I think we might have lost him one minute. We might have lost him. Hopefully he comes back. <clears throat> but uh I'm sure he will. I, I, I wanna know I wanna know I wanna know what uh what you know some of the things he was told. I kinda wanna know about like things that that go on in the schools. I've heard stories and, and I can again just heard stories, so hopefully he can verify uh some things I've heard about the schools and uh <clears throat> how things work. Uh, but that was, I mean, isn't that amazing? And 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 that's that's like eat the rich. His dad had made a few uh, some money over there, and and what what do the rest the, the, the miserables? Yeah, they, they 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 saw that and they're like, oh hell no, he's making money. He's got to be down here at our level, man. That's the kind of mentality that 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 communism breeds. It's just awful. It's awful. Um, Javier, welcome back. Um, hey, hey guys, I don't know what happened. Hear- I lost you guys. I'm sorry. No, it, it's all yeah, right, man. I mean, we, we get that from time to time. You got Comcast? Hey, let me ask you a question. <laughs> he has Comcast. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask you Crap in cast. school. Crap cast. 
What was what was school like in in Cuba? And I ask because I've heard stories about how they like start you young, with the whole brainwashing about how wonderful Fidel was. And is any of that true? Yes and no, and it, it all depends on how your parents raise you. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So my parents were not the political like they were since little. Hey, do not listen to that. You listen to us, and that. Oh, Everybody good. was like that. A lot of people, they, they they went at it, but my parents had a different mentality. That's why we're here, I guess. And my dad's been very against this in the beginning. Uh, his mm -hmm. family from the past was never with the Castro regiment, like my grandparents. To this, the dad in Cuba, they were known, hey, like the anti-communist of a barrio that was my grandpa. Um, and yet the, the town was so tight that they could never infiltrate. It was still a lot of people, but that's the only way we actually got somebody. Thank God everybody's here. <clears throat> but we were instructed not to follow none of that crap, even though I I, I love Cuba and I feel like I'm very patriotism to Cuba. Like, hey, I, if I had to die for my country, I'll die for my country, but not in that type of way. So it wasn't that brainwashing like that, but they always, when you got older, it was more on we're going through what we're going through because the United States and the imperialism, the Yankees, all the crap is stopping us from growth. And it's their fault that we're in this situation. No, it's not. It's not our fault that in 1959, when Fidel took over, that he 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 played us all, man. We got played. We got played of this guy that came in there and said, hey, there's going to be votes. It's going to be different. We went from bad to worse because at least before before that other government, it was bad, but it wasn't it wasn't a dictatorship either. You know, um, he came in with the socialism and all that was so. In socialism, in a way, okay, if it was that, but from socialism to dictatorship, and I do, and when you guys, it's yes or yes. There's no, hey, I think differently in Cuba. And that's why the people have been scared so long. And they got in through the times, they softened down. If you go back to the 80s and 90s, the stories I'm dead, hey, whoever went against it, you disappeared like that. You you were gone. So that's people got, people got scared, man. People were scared. <clears throat> Story <laughs> with my uncle. My uncle said, hey, I don't want to go to this piece of shit. He escaped a couple times. To see his girlfriend, 17 years old, they kicked his ass, put him in a jail, in a jail, in a hole in the ground, put buckets of water for three days. Oh, he died. Him to my grandpa and my mom right now that tells me the story, dressed in a uniform in a casket with a military group, like, hey, you know, showing our respect, you know, like, you killed my son. Mm. For what? Because <clears throat> he escaped. If he doesn't want to be there, take him out. So That's it's insane. it's so specific. And uh, it's it's crazy. And I know a lot of the story. Like my grandpa is the father of eleven. My mom is the youngest of eleven. My grandpa had about twenty-seven moving trucks in Cuba. He, uh, my grandpa actually just passed away six months ago at one hundred and two years old, living all his life wow. in Cuba. And he had thirty-seven trucks. Yeah, insane how he lived. Thirty-seven trucks when Fidel took over. They went to him. They took all his trucks. They left him one. Told them this is gonna be your truck. You can still do it. We're taking over the other ones, and uh, they took over his business. And Went from being wealthy in right Cuba there. to broke. <laughs> Why? That's because the problem we needed right to there. use those trucks. We needed to be equal, guys. Everybody's equal. So you know that's right. the equality bullshit. Everybody's that's gonna be super right poor there. as hell. Equity. Yeah, all about equity. So we all gotta have and be the same. <laughs> it doesn't work, man. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, and, and uh, people that had farms and all that, you can't even, you couldn't kill your own cow. You couldn't kill, you go to jail for 20 years if you kill your own cow.
you know, you those farmers that wanna why can they pick up what they 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 worked for and sell it to the public? You cannot. You gotta sell it to the government for scraps for pennies on the dollar, and then they resell that same stuff in the market for dollars. Like how hypocritical <clears throat> you have to be, and then blame the embargo. If Cuba yeah. right now said, "Hey, you're free to market. Everybody go have their own businesses." Cuban people are scrappy, man. They'll make anything. They'll make. They'll, they'll work on something. They'll sell whatever, and you cannot. So it's part of the issue. It's been part of the issue for years. Yeah. years little like by little. I, like I said, I had mentioned earlier, Frank. The U.S. has tried on on various occasions <clears throat> to loosen the embargo, and the response from yep. Cuba was always a hostile one. The worst one was 1981. Carter tried. Carter tried to like loosen the embargo. Fidel said, "No, here's 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 a ton of boats with people." I mean, it it, it just doesn't work, and it's not us. So BLM can go pound sand, mm -hmm. and any other democratic politician that's been wrapping their mouth about the U.S. embargo can go pound sand. All right, it's a pile of crap, pile of nonsense, and then of course you have people who sit there and get mad at Cubans who go conservative when. The promises that we're hearing from government sound exactly the same as what he said. I'm not even going to say I said it. Javier just told you a bunch of these same <laughs> promises. We've heard this crap before. <laughs> and so you can't get mad and, and start thinking that Cuban-Americans and Cubans are irrational for the way they vote. No, we've heard this nonsense. We've heard it. So, uh, you know, I mean, so, Javier, let me ask you. Uh, Frank and I were kind of... Go over there, go over there. Frank and okay, I were kind of throwing some hypothesis, you know, some hypotheticals on uh, how the future can change. And my prediction is, I mean, honestly, if the people don't stop, if they just persist, relent, there's going to be so much blood. It's going to be a nasty civil war before Cuba sets itself straight. What do you think? My bad, guys. I got disconnected a little bit, so I moved away. I was very far from okay. the internet. No, that's um, a, oh, okay. All right. Did, did you catch what I asked you? I um say the last part I'll again. Say it again. My bad. I don't have to say Frank and I were kind of talking. <laughs> that is awesome. I don't know where you just Yeah, what we happened, have a little. Frank? Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little more it's, it's a little more myself monkey that I have here. My bad, guys. <laughs> I was I was telling right. Frank but, that uh, as dire as the situation is in Cuba, there is a and you kind of you kind of uh, confirmed what I said. There is a large chunk of the population that actually likes and or depends on that government system. So for Cuba to actually overturn the dictatorship and straighten out its government, I see no other way forward except a massive civil war. Am I wrong? As sad as it is, it's true. There's maybe about 35%, 40% that are, that are they're with the government. They're with the government, and and, uh, and let me tell you, even to this day, there's people here, even in Miami, friends of mine that are communists, that they will, and I, I have family that are communists, guys. I have family that believe in it, that, like, what we're doing is we're against, you're not patriotic, you're against your whole, but <clears throat> who gives a shit anymore about that government? And that's what we're trying to say. What has that government, any of us, for us to have their back? Yeah, I guess. You, you're able to to get a little more money. You're able to to live a better life in Cuba. It's still a crappy life. Nobody could tell me that they could go and travel if you're in Cuba, that you're doing anything. You cannot. 
So it's it's people that are scared of the change because they know they're going to lose it all. Why? Because everybody knows who those communists are. Everybody knows who those people are. So if it goes and falls down, what happens to them now? They're the ones that are going to be in a, in a shit show. Um, so, so that's the issue with it. Those people are more scared than the government himself. What happens to my position? I'm backing you guys up. So some of them are doing it because they're scared. Some of them are doing it because if you don't do it, you're going to be, they're going to put you in jail. So there's good people, by the way. There's really good people that are communists because they're, they're communists because of the wrong reasons, because they were brought up like that. And that's all they know. And when you're right. bred and taught from the beginning that this is right, this is wrong, this is right, they don't know. They have no idea that there's another world. They don't know that you could come to the United States and or any other country and, and do things. They, they, hey, this is the right way. I'm not going to change. They cannot change. That's why the, the upcoming, the upbringing is the youth. The youth in Cuba right now is the one that says. That's why the whole thing, patria y muerte, when they, when they tell you in Cuba, patria y muerte means either the government, either Cuba or death. There's no in between. So mm -hmm. we're going to fight to Cuba to the death, even for the wrong. And that's, that's the issue for those people. And most of them my age and older, the 40s, 50s, we were brought up hard on that. You had to get up every morning and, you know, sing the national anthem with your thing. I hear like you're in the military four years old and, and said, Ben said, and we're going to make it happen for La Patria. And even if we die. Mm. Mm -hmm. Wow. You see, the indoctrination starts early. See, this, uh. is, this is the message that we wanted to get out exactly. You know, it's exactly what, what you're saying, Javier. It's, you know, there's there's a lot of misconception, you know, and obviously not with me, not with Carlos, you know, and obviously not in Miami. But we, you know, a lot of our a lot of our our show base is, you know, a lot of people that are not in Miami that don't that don't really know the the life of, of of a typical, you know, Cuban child or Cuban person that's living in the island. So I mean, yep. you're, you're hitting it right on the nail. You're you're pretty much you're saying the stuff that I've been told for years, you know, and I and I'm glad I'm I'm glad you're able to come on and and discuss yeah. you know what your life was like in Cuba. Appreciate and, it, man. And absolutely. there's gonna be and there's gonna mm -hmm. be a civil war. I'm sorry to say it's gonna end up in that. There and the, gov gonna have and the government is gonna use that. That's what they're using. That's why Diaz Canet came out and say all the revolutionary people to the streets fight. For your country, he's using that. That guy's very smart, man. That guy's he's very smart. He's not gonna push the army, he's not gonna do none of that. He's gonna let all the communists fight first. And then when that gets brought down, that's when he's gonna they're gonna get involved either way, but they're gonna that's gonna be the last line of defense. That's why a lot of people don't know. To like tomorrow, they're tomorrow's gonna be in La Habana, they're a huge uh communist walk. Thousands of them are gonna go and protest. You're gonna see tomorrow in the news about yeah. uh, the U.S. lifting the embargo. So that's the big fight that they're going to fight tomorrow. And that's the issue. You're going to see tomorrow people screaming, Viva Fidel, Viva Comunismo, you know, all that crap. Um, and and they're going to fight for the U.S. to open that embargo. And let me tell you, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do open the embargo. Not to... I hope they don't. But what, I, what I've seen before and, and what we have now, and I don't think... I don't think uh, Maybe if it was a Republican, and not to get into Democrat, Republican, none of that, but I think the Democratic Party is going to do it. It's going to wash their hands. Hey, this is what they need. Let's go do it. And it's not going to work. 
well, it's going to work for for the for, for the part for you know for, for the, the government. government. Yeah. At the end of the day, they steal everything. Man. You cannot send a, a container of food to Cuba. It's not gonna get to the. It's not gonna get to a pueblo. It's never gonna get to a pueblo. Mm. It's always gonna get stolen and and flipped and sold and God knows what, given to whoever is with them. Which is a sad story, but it's true. Yeah. yeah. You know, whatever. You know, whoever. Whoever did a solid for the party. Here you go. You <clears throat> know. You know. Steve. Stephen in the comments. You know, he's saying, and he's kind of, he kind of, he, he has a point. Yeah. He's saying that the communists is, the communists that are here in Miami, right, that aren't working, they're still collecting unemployment, they, they go back to the island and they spend the money over there. You know, they give it over there. You know, and I tell you, I mean, I saw it. I had, my my dad has a friend of his or a guy, a, I'm not, I'm not going to say a friend because just a guy that he knows, yeah. you know, that would literally you know, he came here. He will go back to Cuba, blow his money, come back, make money, go back over there, blow his money again. It's you know, it's a sad truth. And and we Cubans here in Miami, we are the one that has have been feeding this government as as bad as it said as bad as it is. <clears throat> there is there is a right there, there yeah. is a there, what happens in Cuba is much is more our fault. The people that left it. As the people, the people are not in. It's not their fault. They were brought up, raised. There's nobody here right now from the, from this, from from when Fidel took over. It's on you, H. All those, all those old people are at home doing nothing. Um, right. But our generation is the one that, by not doing wrong, but still taking care of our families, we take money to Cuba. My family itself. My family. I have family that goes to Cuba ten times a year, and takes hundreds and hundreds of things. Takes toothbrushes by the quantity takes whatever they need you why because my family here and i my mother-in-law my uncle they will take 30 you know 30 soaps 30 toothbrushes here here you go abuelita abuelita sell them do whatever you get get some money um and what are you gonna do you know you're gonna fight them no we're taking care of our family in whatever way we can but at the end that money generates and goes back to the government and they use it they use it against them <clears throat> Javier, let me ask you a question. Uh, and again, uh, I don't want to make anything political either, no, but I think this is a fair question. Some people in America have been told mm -hmm. that the healthcare system in Cuba is awesome, that the, the education is awesome and the services they provide. Frank, part of what you read in that BLM message stated some of this crap. So I just want some kind of verification from Javier on, is there any truth to that? Uh, I, I think I'm not trying to prove a point and, or, or I, I kind of just want to hear what's the reality. The school systems in Cuba are amazing with the low quantity of anything. You have a textbook for a textbook for the whole year. You have two pencils that you will shop and they will be this small and you still use them because they, they don't have any else. Um, but just to let you know, when I was in fourth grade and I got here to I got here to the U.S. And I was in sixth grade. I was already doing a ninth, tenth grade math in Cuba. Okay. Very smart, very, very advanced, and all that. Very good. If you want to, that's that part. It is good. It's really good. Um, that it goes. It doesn't take you anywhere at the end of the day. But it is good. Uh, God, the okay. second, the right. second part of that is, you're talking about uh, uh, healthcare. The healthcare system in Cuba is awful, by the way. What we do have is good doctors. We have people that are good nurses. Why? Because if you're a doctor or a nurse in Cuba, you're doing it because you love it. <clears throat> you're not doing it because of the pay. 
you're not doing it because you're going to be because if you're driving a taxi in Cuba, you make 10 times more than a doctor. Oh, if you sell mangoes in the street, you're wow. making more than a doctor. If you are you serious, my the, the food that the stuff that we take to Cuba for our family to sell and to make some money off, they're making more than a doctor. A doctor in Cuba might must bake, I say, maybe five dollars a week in Cuban money, some crazy number like that, something ridiculously low. Um, and it and the doctors and the healthcare system in Cuba is a game, it's a game. Why? Why? There's no doctors in Cuba right now, people are dying everywhere, especially in Matanzas, all that stuff that came out with Kobe. Why is it happening in Cuba? Because our doctors are in Venezuela. Our doctors are in Mexico. Our doctors are everywhere. And you know who gets paid for them to be over there? The Cuban government. And the Cuban government pays them a very low. They sell you, hey, you be a doctor, you can leave the country. You can serve your country and, and take care of people. And it's, it's true. That part is true. They take care of people in other countries. We come to Angola, to Africa. There's still doctors all over the world in Cuba doing good things. Good people. Not, nothing to do with the, the government communists. Good doctors. But they're riding a bike to, to work. <laughs> a bicycle is broken down. And when you go to the... I have videos and stuff. I wish I could share them here. I have them of the hospitals in Cuba right now, man. There's The mattresses are from 1960s. They're, the hospitals are breaking down. They have no electricity. Where is the money that Cuba is getting? The little money that they're doing, where is it? In the military. There's no money going to anything else. Military. Nothing yeah, else. I saw a picture of the president just recently. Um, he was having some kind of meeting, you know, with people in the room and a table full of, full food. of food. It's like, wow. What? I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy has to eat, but. Yeah, he has to eat. But you don't have to show up. You don't have to show like, that for the people. Like, oh, man. For the people there that are. You're, you're exactly. showing that. Go eat, go eat that in a room back there hidden somewhere, you know? Yeah, no, no, he had all that stuff right in front of him. I'm like, coño, que descaro. Wow. And, and it's not that the people, I'll tell you, people, and I, and, uh, people exaggerate when people in Cuba are dying of hunger. It's not true. Oh, but good. This is the stuff we need to hear. I, not, I'm glad it, we're, we're not dying of hunger, but it shouldn't take you five hours with a little cartel, a little, a little book that you get that tells you you get only five eggs a month, a quarter of oil, two pieces of bread. Uh, and that's it. There's <laughs> nothing else. And some sugar, some brown sugar. Um, and it oh, shouldn't take rationing. you five. Yeah, the, the rationing. It shouldn't take you five hours, ten hours, fifteen hours, um, for you to get that once a month. Um, and everybody in the Cuban people will find their way. At the end of the day, you have all these communist people that steal from the government. Because I remember uh, we had no chicken for a while in Cuba, and my dad spoke to some government guy and, and found some chicken. That guy came in a truck and threw about 15 live chickens in my backyard. And, we, and I'm like, what the heck is this? And that came from the government. So the own government people are crooked. Not crooked, but they're going to make money off. It's, it's all a game, man. The, the, all those people that work for the government are stealing from the government to bring the stuff back to the... But it, it's all like that. Like instead, Here we go to work. Hey, what are we going to do? What, how, how are we going to make our day in Cuba? Is how, what are we going to eat today? Where can, who has the hookup? For some food today, and where we're gonna buy it, and there and those people are stealing from the government. <clears throat> so it's 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 a, it's a tough game, man. It's a tough it's a tough way to live, and it sucks. It sucks. There's nothing. There's no Home Depot in Cuba. There's no car shop. There's nothing. If your fridge breaks down, good luck in asking for money from someone in the U.S. so you could buy a new one or fix it. 
because you will have nothing. And I'm glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad this is coming out because, I mean, I know we hear things and uh, in America, I'm sure you've already figured out that all our news channels tend to exaggerate. They're, they're, they, they're, they do one thing well, and that's cause panic. Yep. And so everything they say is an exaggerative, a superlative, some kind of locura. And I'm like, it all is, right, are, are there hungry people in Cuba? Yes, I'm sure. But I, I want someone who, who, who's had boots there to kind of tell me what exactly are we looking at? What exactly is going they're, on? They're hungry, but they're not. It's hard to get food. And it's been hard. And that's why they're doing it, because the last the last five, ten years has been tougher than than it was before. And people are tired of living like that, man. You cannot go and buy a piece of bread, even if you have the money. Why is it getting tougher, though? I mean, the, the embargo's been the embargo, whether the it be Trump, been the Obama, embargo. Titan. We're not the sole re we're not the sole purpose for anybody's survival in this world. So it ain't us. But I know Cuba's been able to trade with other countries. So what exactly is making it worse? Do you have COVID. any idea? COVID made it worse. Um, COVID made it worse. Made it worse, and also Cuba is not known to pay. Um, the issue with Cuban is they owe a lot of money ah. to the people that they do do business with. I was. This is what I was telling you, Frank, earlier that a lot of countries do trade with Cuba, and they're not profiting because Cuba's not paying. Cuba so has. I, you could. Cuba. I could. I could. They you could Google it. Branches. I Googled it the other day. I think Cuba is like 512 million in debt with some countries, especially Mexico. There's a lot of countries. You could Google it. I, I was Googling it the other day. Uh, countries that Cuba makes like uh, partners with and food and all that stuff. And, and, and Cuba itself, it's so controlled and they have a shitty system. There's no systems. So let's say if Cuba rations to this town, 50 chickens, uh, whatever, bread, whenever it gets there, since the people that they have there are corrupted, they steal 80% of it, do business on the side, and the rest, whatever is rest, is for a pueblo. And that's the issue that is corrupted people after corruption after corruption after corruption, that the people that need it are never going to get it. That's why I say the embargo. You could send 15 ships right now to Cuba of food nonstop every day, and people are still going to be hungry, and people are still not going to get it. Because it's going to touch too many hands of people that are very corrupt and it's going to be for them. And they're going to make a business out of whatever they touch their hands that is not going to it's not going to get to the people that deserve it. That's why then that's why when why doesn't Cuba right now tell the Red Cross or whoever or the or USA we're struggling. Come and give the vaccines yourself. We're just going to step back and you do it. They're going to say, hell no, we're taking charge, baby. Why? Why doesn't Mexico or anybody say, yeah, we're going to get 15 ships and we're going to put it outside in Malagón and the people are going to walk in and we're going to give them their bag of food without the mm -hmm. government touching it. They're going to say, hell no. They're going to want to have charge of it. Why? Because they're going to take it and they're going to do whatever they think is necessary with it. They're not going to get, they get two shits about their people. They don't care. They don't care. And that's why the people are over it, man. People are going to willing, people are going to die. People are willing to die right now. They don't care anymore. That's what it's going to have to come down to. Uh, I'm wondering if the people, like you said, the youth, because uh, the older people are kind of set in their ways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, is the youth ready to die? Because that's what's going to have to happen. Uh, again, I, you know, I've said this a few times already. The fact that the populace has no weapons means they got to go in, burn knuckles, sticks, rocks. That's all you got. Are you ready to face the bullets to take it over? Because that's what's going to happen. 
I hope. I hate to say I hope they do because they are, and it's it's not gonna be good. No, it's, it's not, not. And it's, it's easy to say that behind this this cute little microphone here. I, and so I hate even talking like that, but I, I don't see another way. I don't see another way. The U.S. isn't going to come in and save Cuba. They And I, I don't think they should as much as I would want them to. They shouldn't. And I'm uh, Cuban. And I want them to, by the way. I do want right. them to. I, I would love for but that. That's going to cause a, an effect of more issues that they don't want to deal with. And I understand. Yeah. Right. And 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 Cuba's problem is Cuban. I'm a Cuban and I love my country. Mm. And uh and I love this country. <laughs> I love, I'm more probably American than Cuban at this moment. Um but I tell you they're not going to do it. Um and if they do it it has to be in a very strategic smart way which I don't know if they're going to do it. Um but Cuba does need some help, man, because those people and the issue is that a lot of them a lot of the networks here and a lot of the, the smaller, you know, influencers and all that stuff, they're telling people, go to the streets, fight. We got your back. We're going to make something happen in the U.S. And 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 we are. We're trying from the best. I, I know all the people that are fighting to help Cuba. They meet. They have their best interest. But it might be a slap in the face when we're not there to show up and be there for them. You know, that's, and, and that's, that's what I'm scared of. That's what I'm scared of. I, I, I hate to say it this way, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's nice for all of us here to be... Yep. in the streets and egging them on and like go fight you know fight we support you but we aren't the ones that are going to face those bullets that's them that's them and yeah it it, uh, it, it it has to happen i just don't see any other option for cuba there's got to be a war and you got to they, they got to take that government head on oh wow I'll, I'll tell you one thing that it's going to make a difference is that the people are done being scared that's all. done right and Good. that that that's just that point right there is making them free in a way. Yes. Uh, and, it, and it sucks to say it, but that mentality is changing. People were scared. You in Cuba putting a song of Willy Chirino or putting whatever. Me, I was in 1990s and we were in my house. My dad would blast Willy Chirino. And I remember with the sticks in the door. Hey, what are you listening to that music here? Turn that shit off. If we don't turn it off, we're going to turn it off. I've been there. Nobody could tell me that this is a joke. By the way, now in Cuba, you put a song of Ente de Sona. This Patria Vida song, you're going to jail. There's a video that just showed. I saw a video yeah, the other day. I, I don't know if you guys saw it too. So I heard about it. It's controlled to the max on what you can do, and people are done with it. If people are done with it. We just need more. They need more people to come out, and they need some type of – it sucks to say it because you don't want some leader to come out that God knows what their intentions are, but they need someone to actually have a game plan and, and do something because right now they're running wild. It's, That's it's, another problem. You know what? Yeah. That if you take the government down, then you're going to have five or six people talking about how they're, they're the next great thing, and you don't know well, what you're getting into. The <laughs> problem the problem I see, and it's funny because I was talking to my neighbors right before the show started, and this conversation came up. And we, you know, we're like, okay, the Cuban people are going to fight. Who's going to take the lead? Yeah. Right? That's a good question. So Who's going to take the lead? The lead has to come from someone in the government to turn. That flips. Okay? Yeah. If that person in the government doesn't turn, you're not going to get nowhere. And and even then, let's say that person says, yeah, 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 I'm turning. They have no choice but to put your trust in this individual and where, yeah, okay, he turns. And if he doesn't turn, you know what? The fighting's been for nothing. The fight so was for nothing. You yeah. Know, there's like catch twenty two there. Yeah. Like even Venezuela has that guy. Uh, yeah. I think Trump, Trump had him at the one of the State of the Unions. I forgot his name, but 
Venezuela, at least they have that figurehead of opposition. Okay. Yeah, Cuba's just what they do have is a mad populace ready to take, you know, take, you know ready to fight. But that's the next important thing because then, oh, wow, what a scenario. You'll have a few people who might say that they're the next big thing. People start lining up behind that person, and now you have more groups. Oh, this just became worse in my head. Yeah, it's 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 not wow. gonna be it's not gonna be easy. And and I'll tell wow. you, it sucks. A lot of people in Cuba, whoever, whoever was someone that was ready to take on that lead and that role and be someone, it sucks to say they're not in Cuba anymore. They're here in Miami or somewhere else. Here. Here, yeah. If you had any brains, any contacts, any help, you left. And that's the issue. A lot of the good people are here, Miami. They're the mayors. They're the Florida, you know, Senate guys. They're here, and so, they're cozy as hell. So they're not going back. <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not gonna tell. Hey, we're gonna tell Marco Rubio go be the president of Cuba because he talks amazing. I, hey, yeah, I, he does. He, I, I love what he says. You know, but he's not gonna go in Cuba and he's do anything. And maybe uh, it's a dream. <laughs> it's a dream to think yeah. that, but. Uh, that's the issue with Cuba and well. Who's gonna take over? Who's gonna change? And and the military, it's the Cuba is in three phases, man. It's the military, it's the government, and then you have the guy that pays all the bills, the guy that controls the money in Cuba. Those are three different people, by the way. And then you got to deal with that 30 or 40 percent that still support the government. Which are gonna flip at the end. They're gonna flip. Whenever it switches, they're gonna flip. But really, in here, they're not gonna flip. Um, and it's gonna be a shisha for years. I, we we might we we may not see it in our lifetime. The the change, the fully change. To tell you the wow. truth, I don't see it. I don't. Yeah. I, I I think things are gonna open up and get better, and and we might be able to travel to Cuba easier, and the people might be able to open up their own businesses and have that growth a little bit, but full change into a democratic uh some uh, democracy. state democracy. I don't. That's gonna. It might take another 30 years. It sucks to say, but it's just, it's going to be tough. You got to change people's mindsets. You got to change the way of their living. People are not used to having a nine to five in Cuba. People are not used to anything. People don't even know how to have a bank account in Cuba. What bank account? People don't even know how to use a credit card in Cuba. So just little things. It's, it's gonna, it's, they're not used to none of that. They're not used to anything that, that has the way of you know like hey this is gonna be those the steps it's it's starting from scratch like if you were a kid growing up and learning how to save money how to buy a property how to it's, it's that mentality for the whole country how to better yeah. themselves I mean That's I know Cuba had an established government system prior to Batista yep um and they could easily well let me not say easily but they 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 at least have anyone I want to say they have a base it, it exists it's been there. It was just taken away because Batista yeah, became an idiot. And then Fidel came in and said, I'm going to be your hero and screwed everybody over. Um, it's so no longer it's there. Here, so. Say that again. It's, at this point, it's not there. I mean, you're talking I think it's about. Obsolete. Yeah. No, right. Well, you're talking they, about. They can build from that, though. Well, they, they can, can build from six, that. They can build from that. Right. They can. They can but, but they've been but democratic you, before. So it's not like Cuba doesn't know what democracy is. They just haven't touched it in 60 plus years. Yeah, but and, this is what happens, Carlos. When you, when you're looking at you're looking at mainly our parents probably saw the democracy. Yeah. If that, okay. Barely, barely. Barely, yeah. right? They, my dad's they, my dad's fifty five, fifty six. He. Your dad my mom, seventy nine. You know, she you remembers know. the democratic Cuba, and she remembers when the shit show began. <laughs> so All right, but now, yeah. but what happens is this: you give it, you give it another 
10, 15 years, that generation that saw the democracy is gone. No, no, no. I get that, Frank. But I mean, there's documents. There's, there's, there's things that people can pull from to restructure. Okay. It's not like the Cubans have been barbarians until yesterday. Right. <laughs> you know, no. so they have structure. Uh, they, they have some structure. It's just going to take the right, the right group of people. From it, but, but yeah, there's so many layers, and and he brought out more than even I was thinking. I was just thinking about the government, and then the the, the loyalists. He he broke it down even further. That a massive hill to climb to fix Cuba, and nobody can, nobody can really intervene as much as we would want them to. It, I don't I, think so. I, I think the best way, and it's a dream, it would be for the U.S. to to do a full takeover and hey, make but, it into another state. But they don't want the heat. They don't want nah, the heat. They don't want the. It, it, you you won't gain. You won't gain. It's a loss yeah, for years. If we go in there, two things happen. Either A, we save Cuba and then the rest of the world wants to be saved, or B, other exactly. nations will come in to fight us for Cuba, like Vietnam and all the other times we've been through this nonsense. Yep. Yeah, no, no. Look, I, I actually I said this to, to my neighbors earlier. I go, the only way that I would see the U.S. get involved is if another country gets involved with Cuba. And and try to take over Cuba, or try to to you know to do something to take them to take them out of power. Yeah. I think that's the only way. But then I, then you set the expectation, Frank. If you're going to do Cuba, go do Venezuela. You're done with Venezuela, go here. That's that's going to be the expectation. True. And they're they're not going to do it. They're not going to no, do I it. it. I don't I don't think with this. Not even to say the president, because at the end of the day. But the the way things are right now, I don't think they have. It's not in their best interest to, to do none of that. No, because um, they they don't win. You we, we really don't win. The Cuban people win, uh, and that's what should matter. But I don't think at the end of the day, <laughs> everything in his life is is kind of a business, right? Um, that business mentality, and I don't think they're gonna say the right things. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna at the end of the day back us up on it. Unfortunately, no, you you've got, you've and we got, cannot blame them. Yeah. I'm not even mad about it. I cannot be mad about it. Even though I scream and say, hey, do an intervention. Let's do what we can. Right. We, we yeah. It's um we're not we're not done, but but Cuba needs to help, some type of help. Yeah. Uh, and they're getting help right now from the from the wrong side because a lot of governments are with Cuba, you know, unfortunately, with the government. Mm. Um, especially Venezuela. There's hundred and fifty or two two hundred and fifty troops of Venezuela and Cuba already. Uh, so I don't know if you guys knew that, but uh, yeah, didn't know. Didn't know. <laughs> so there's already about 250 of them, and um, you know, the, all the leaders in Cuba are in Venezuela right now. Not oh, the president, really? but Raúl Castro is in Venezuela with all his family. They already took I, him out of there. I thought he stepped down. What's the story? I mean, Castro never really steps down. I guess if you want to call it that, but I thought technically he was just like, all right, we're done. I'm gonna. Hand it over to Miguel. Um, yeah, Miguel's a puppet, man. Miguel's <laughs> a puppet of. Uh, so the real president of Cuba is Raúl Castro. Still Raúl. His son. His son is the one that holds the money and makes the decisions in Cuba. I don't remember his name right now. Um, but he's the one that it plays, and and they put Diaz Canel there because Diaz Canel is someone that was brought up with that mentality, and they know he's not gonna turn. That guy's not gonna turn. That guy's gonna lose him. The only way that guy's getting out is dead. I'm telling you right now. And, and uh, you don't want to wish anybody a death, but that's what may be needed for him to get out. Mm. Uh, and but, but the Castro still own Cuba. Yeah. And Raul Castro is an old guy that really, he, he's out of it. 
but his sons are there and they're strong, man. Those people are not they're they're, they're tough cookies. They deal with the money. They can control the money. Then those three layers that I told you, military, uh, financially, and the government is three layers, three different people in Cuba. Because Diaz-Canet does not run the military. I don't know if you guys knew that. He does not run the military. It's some other guy that goes directly with Raul and with the Castros on what they're going to do military-wise. That's why you haven't seen the military out there. The military is not going to get out there into the socialist and all those people like stop fighting or or whatever happens, then they'll intervene. It's gonna be the last step, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's I, I hate to say it's a good strategy, but it is. If you're there's smart, they're smart. I understand. As, as, as dumb as they want to sound, and and the things that they say, they're they're smart group, man. And they messed up. He messed up because he should have never gone after. He actually woke up the people in Cuba more than they should have when he came on the first day and say we will not let our you know, our uh, our beliefs come down. We will not, the Cuban government will not go down. We will fight you hand to hand. He should have never said that. He should have told people, hey, <clears throat> let's talk. Let's figure what the communists usually do, you know? Yeah. They, they, they mess with you. It's, it's all yeah, mind game. Yeah. And they, he went very, he, he got, he got touched. He got scared. He got touched and said that. And, that, and, that, and he said, oh, well, yeah. And then people really got what? out more in the street and said, we're going to fight more. Because <laughs> if you tell me you need to shut up <clears throat> and we come at me with all you got, I'm going to come at you with all I got. Right, and and that's what he did. He gave a little bit of a light there for us, you know. Good. But um, all right, good. Well, Frank, I think I think Javier has 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 yeah. painted a great picture for us and for our audience. Uh, you know, I appreciate I you guys having me, man. Oh <laughs> man, that, hey, listen, coming on. I mean, there's not much else we need to say tonight. Uh, we've covered Cuba. We've covered the issues. We've covered our thoughts. You've provided a, a great, clear picture of life the government what people really need to truly understand about what is cuba and you know what take this information everybody going forward as you hear about these protests and you see how they escalate or not and for the you know for some of you out there and i'm not speaking to my audience but there are you know for the idiots in this country who don't appreciate the freedom you have honestly stuff it all right Yep. Get with yep. the program and understand Man, where you're living. Okay? There's people in Cuba with the American flag walking that's the street. That's what I was telling Frank. I, I said, I uh, that's, you've got places in this world where they protest freedom and they wave our flag. And then you have idiots in America that are like, we're oppressed. We're the most oppressed nation. Una pata por el culo, if I could. Correct. Bro, we complain. <laughs> we complain. <laughs> We complain so much in this country, not knowing that we have it all, man. We have it all, bro. We could get, go to work, have vacations, chill, have money in the bank. Even if it's not that much, you have, we live like rich people, man. Nah, Look man. at what we're doing now this night, talking about this. Over, about it, bro. And, no one's going to knock and, that door uh, after this conversation. Hey, oye, Javier. Yeah, exactly. And people <laughs> over, we, you know, people over, hey, people, don't know, what, people don't know what they have. People don't know yeah. what they have. Hey, Javier, yeah. quick. Quick question off off yeah. the topic. And yeah. Everything. How was it you found our show? Have you been following our show, or you just were searching something and you? Found so um, I've been following. Um, I've been following. Uh, what's this guy's name? Um, Jesus. Um, un paparazzi cubano que se llama Line. That uh -huh. he had. You know a Line paparazzi cubano. Maybe you guys know about him or not. Yeah. He, he's he has like fifty thousand, sixty thousand viewers yeah, yeah, at yeah, a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I've been doing this last week. Um, just to go off base with him, I've been searching for Cuba and YouTube live and seeing what people are talking about. Uh, and mostly to see 
believe it or not, what a lot of communist people and still in Miami and Cuba, they have shows like this uh, from both sides and they're talking a lot of crap and a lot of people are still confusing people. Uh, so I click on a couple of your shows. Your shows came right up when I searched that uh, and I was listening into what you guys had to say and, and I like what you guys said. So, That's awesome. uh, right. so, you know, I wanted to share and I shared, I shared a couple of things. No, definitely. I mean, we are, we're on on Wednesdays and Friday nights. We're on Facebook under Speaking It Real podcast and also on YouTube under Speaking It Real podcast. I'm up from Wednesday, so you know? I'll be following you guys. And, and if you guys ever want to bring me back on whatever, I'm, I'm, I'm down. No, to I'm game. You know, it's just sure. Frank and I on Fridays and we like to talk about, you know, the, the, the topic. What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, obviously, obviously this week was the Cuba stuff. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I texted. I what was it? Yes, we're gonna have to talk about Cuba, huh? <laughs> and like, you know, and, 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 and we've been talking we, about Cuba for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I mean, what was it? I think maybe a month or two ago, or three months. <clears throat> no, nah, maybe less. About a month or two ago, when the stuff was going on in Colombia, we spoke about Colombia. We oh, had a, right. Colombia. Mm -hmm. We had a Colombian guy that came in, started talking about it. You know, nice. so we, you know, we've been we we go all over the place. That's you good, know, man. And I mean, it's just a little backstory on how we started. I went on a rampage on Facebook. I mean, I've known Carlos since we've been 12 years old. Yeah. Wow, nice. So, you know. <laughs> Where are you guys from? You guys are not from Miami, right? From I, I, I lived in Miami oh. uh, for 30 years before I finally said, yeah, basta. <laughs> I mean, I live in Miami. I live in Miami. Very simple. I, I lived, if you know where... Serena Lakes is, that's where I live. R right by the zoo. No, we're, I'm on Exit 11, man. We're really close by. I'm, I live in Color Bay. But you know, you, you, I used to work at Campbell Campbell Drive, uh, middle. So you know where, if you're in Homestead, you know where that is. That's right off the turnpike. I have my store. I have, I have a store there on Exit on Exit 2. There you go. A All cell right. phone store. So right on Exit 2. That's, that's what I do. What's the so, name of your store? It's a T-Mobile store. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, so if you, if you guys need if you guys need anything ever there, man, I'm the guy there for you. Kick your door down tomorrow. We need these telephones. Javier, <laughs> thank you. Uh, follow us. You know, thank and uh, appreciate you guys. I will follow you guys. Uh, yeah, All right, bro. Yeah, no, definitely. Talk to Frank during the week. We'll have you back next Friday if you can, whenever. For sure. Thank you for the support right. for Cuba too, man. It means a lot. No, thank you, man. Thank Absolutely. You, man. Absolutely. Man. Take care, have man. A good one. All right. Well, Frank, I have to, I have to get to the family, but wow. uh, amazing, bro! Listen, amazing. Listen, listen, I'm gonna tell you like this. Even though I got sold out by these other three individuals, what did I tell you? What did I tell you when the show started? I told you. <laughs> okay. I I don't even know how to close this show. I um, I know that um, I'm not sure if my friend John is still watching. I mean, you want to come on right quick, Carlos? I'll tell you, go home. It don't matter because I still got a bone to pick with you, John. But What's you know this what? bone about? Before you go, I, I guess just kind of fill me in on the bone. Oh, dude, he put um. You will probably agree with John. I will probably agree with John. <laughs> he put um. You know what? Hold on. Let me let me come over here a second. I'm gonna share my screen a minute. Let me let me find that page. And you know what? What? what Touch up on it real quick. You know what? I it's it's a pretty good way to close the show off. You know, not talking about Cuba, but hey, look. Again, this guy Javier. I mean, 
he popped up out of nowhere. That's great. You know? That's great. And I, I predicted that. I said, watch. Halfway through the show, someone's going to end up coming on the show like they always do. And and I told you. You know what? It's, those tr- it's the triggers I put. <laughs> hey, it's the you're triggers, the master, my bro. friend. No doubt about it. So, maestro. So, my friend John, let me. All right. Computer's <clears throat> going real slow. All right. It's funny enough. Hold on. Let me share this screen here. <laughs> I'm already laughing in anticipation. I'm sure. I'm sure that. Oh, look at this. I mean, that's, that's John's face. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, so this is his page. Come on. Come on. <laughs> so, so he put this. My name is Michael Leroy Bird. I murdered an unarmed white woman in the Capitol building and the DOG dropped the case. Oh, so that's the cop that shot. What's her name? Yes. Oh. Okay, so, this is the first time we even see this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is what it was about. Um, His case was dropped. I said that <laughs> the lady's a terrorist. I don't care. You know what? If you're going to break into the Capitol building, okay, when you, read the D, when you read the DOG report, which I don't have in front of me, okay. it clearly states that she was in the wrong. Okay. She was in the wrong. She was in the Capitol building with all these rioters. Okay. Okay. Right. So the cops shot her. But why not I shoot everybody? Her... Dude, um, I can't. I mean, by that. your by your by your premise, that cop should have blown everybody's head off. Then why didn't he do it? Maybe, maybe he gave maybe he gave several shots and he only hit one. I don't know. I wasn't uh, there. I didn't uh... read that part of the report. I don't know. <laughs> But but what I'm saying is, you know, so that was my ball to pick with him. But I'm gonna leave that for whenever he decides to come. Oh man, I hope I'm ringside for that one. Uh (laughs) maybe I can finally sneak on uh next Wednesday. Um I'll try to I'll try to make an appearance. I don't know what you're gonna be doing. Um we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But I'll be here. Uh, just to wrap this up appropriately, what a show, man. This was good. I'm glad uh, we, we, you know, we talked about it at the beginning. I'm like, dude, there's nothing else to talk about. It's Cuba. And uh, Javier straight up came from, from the sky. Like, hey. Because <laughs> we had other guests in mind. We even had, I think, Frank, you said someone from Cuba that was supposed to come on. Yeah. And like, 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 like Javier said, they probably knocked on the door. <laughs> so, um yeah. This was great, man. Uh, wrap it up, bro. Hey, look, uh, guys, uh, like us, don't like us. <clears throat> we always bring it. We always speak it, whether you agree with it or whether you don't agree with it. All right? Whether you, whether you agree with Cuba, whether you don't agree with Cuba. doesn't matter because Carlos and I Bring it and speak it real. We'll real. catch you Wednesday, nine o'clock. Same and back I will channel, see you same next back Friday. Time. I may hope I hope to make a guest appearance, but definitely next Friday. Good night, everybody. Thank you, everybody.
Good night. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com. This has been 